0: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Clare and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlinson and I'm joined from a bedroom somewhere in the Midlands, Matt Kendrick. Matt, are you well?
1: I am well. It's been a bit of a battle to get home. Crikey, I forgot what it was like, match day traffic, but uh, I made it back to the, uh, the spare room at my in-laws. I've, I've had to uh, move away from my father-in-law's 70th birthday party um some so commitment here i am the podcast
0: cool. that say again some commitment to the podcast that is
1: i'm telling you you've got a special catering as well making these mm-hmm. these really really nice burgers and hot dogs so this is going to be a quick podcast today i can it assure is,
0: you yeah yeah i'm fresh faced just ran back from the train station pretty much absolutely boiling hot there's no hair and makeup on this podcast so excuse my big sweaty head um as Definitely always no hair all right, we leave off. Uh, as always, we do a quick 10 to 15 minute, 20 minute post-match reaction on a match day night. Uh, and James and Ash will be doing the podcast this week on Monday and we can let them go in depth and analyse it properly. Because we're just going to talk about the emotion of the day as much as anything, that our instant thoughts. And I don't expect us to go too deep. I've not seen any replays of anything yet. Um, not watched much of the day or anything, obviously. It's only seven o'clock on Saturday night. So I'll come to you first, Matt. Summarise in 60, 90 seconds how you've enjoyed the day and, and what you've seen on the pitch from Villa today. The...
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was just lovely, lovely to be back. Uh, can I just quickly give two shout outs? The thing about not being in the stadium for 18 months, we've got some we've got some fans now, Dan. i will come to that in a bit. I bumped into two people. So a shout out to Mark from somewhere near rugeley who used <laughs> to sit in the posh seats but he's now back among amongst the great unwashed. And a shout out to Lee. Is it Lee? I think it was Lee. Let me just check my notes, mate.
0: Me... Well, Why you say that, my sister told me a story of someone that she she works with. Her dad listens to the podcast, so I hope he's listening to this. But I think his name was Dwayne, and he listens in the bath. So, I mean, whatever floats your boat, Dwayne. Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, and just on the subject of having fans um, at us being fan having fans, of the podcast uh, my dad's kappa badge is coming off his shirt and he was showing the guy who sits behind us and he was like oh take your lad into the club shop he's, he's a celebrity now go in and say don't you know who I am get this change I was like oh, I've been back in five minutes leave me alone uh, but Imagine, yeah lovely that people have been watching the podcast during lockdown
1: Yes, there there's a guy called Ben who he transpires sits a couple of seats away from me uh, and sadly Ben missed the goal because of the missed the uh, Danny Inns I was going
0: to ask if you did that did you go for a pie and miss the goal
1: no, no, I um I saw the goal, but my, my new mate Ben was having having a wee, so we missed it. Uh, so I was able to gloat about that. Um, but yeah, so in terms of the match and the atmosphere, it was just I thought it was a bit of a bit of a slow burner in terms of mm. the performance, and in terms of the Villa Park atmosphere. If I'm being honest, uh, I think probably the goal the goal woke up the players a and the atmosphere as well. I thought I thought it got going eventually. Um, I thought it was a little bit. I don't know. Am I, am I expecting and demanding too much? I, I thought second
0: cool. half went. When, go on. Uh, uh, no, I, I thought from the off it was good. I was in there from about half two-ish, and there was chance that obviously before the players come out and stuff, and getting a big reception for the warm up when they instantly came out. That was one of the loudest I've heard of Villa Park, and there might be a bit of recency bias here, and I don't don't even fully remember the last time I was there. What it was, what it's probably like. It's been so long, but it felt like one of the loudest to begin with then the first few minutes, I, yeah, it died down a little bit because of the game. It's not like we scored no goal or anything, so it did die down a, a touch. But I thought it was good pretty much all the way through. And, and, and from 2-0 onwards, at the, at the end, it was back to back to how it started. So oh, Your expectations just, well, are
1: too I, high. Yeah, I think my expectations probably are too high. I thought, like you say, when the, the player, the team walked out, uh, I thought it was magnificent again. That was the real moment where we knew we were back. Thought in the first mm. half it was just a bit bit slow going, um, but by the end it was brilliant. It was party atmosphere again. Um, I think this the encouraging thing from my point of view today was I thought that we we beat Newcastle. I say comfortably. I'm probably being a bit selective there because if Callum Wilson. <laughs> yeah. you know, sticks speaks that away in the first five minutes or whatever it was. And then if that ridiculous penalty decision, not ridiculous penalty, I, mean, I thought it was a, it was a, a nailed on penalty, wasn't it? Uh, but for VAR to come, come and help, come and help us out twice like that. So spectacularly, we, there's going to be a massive sting in the tail with VAR for us isn't <laughs> there, in the next few weeks. Um, so, but I did. I did quite a lot of the the VAR, my lord, chanting. I thought yeah. that was uh, that, that was that amused me greatly, and I was uh, joining in that. Uh. So, yeah, it was. It was. It's just, you know, you, you know what what pleased me about it how normal it all was. Yeah, it was just. It sounds cliche, but it was as if we'd never been away. It was, you know, I know we supposed everybody supposed to be being careful still, you know, so we can finally, you know, get through the other side of this, this horrible disease. But there wasn't any kind of weirdness to me about being back amongst a crowd Mm -hmm. of that size. It just felt right. And it felt natural. Uh, As
0: as it was first being talked about fans going back, I thought, I can't imagine not 40,000 people being sat in the same place anymore after what we went through of of not seeing another human being for for so long. So I thought it would be weird, but yeah, it almost felt like this like, weird time capsule being back that I, I've looked around and, I mean, not everyone will have this because sadly some people will have passed away in the last 18 months, but everyone that sat around me in February of 2020 was still there, like, doing exactly the same. They all looked exactly the same. It was like I'd been frozen in a in a coma for, for two years and let back out and just went to Philip Park and everyone else was there from the, from the previous game. So, yeah, it felt normal. The routine was nice to go back, hearing the chants and everything, and obviously seeing a win as well. I tweeted it on the way out after I finally got some phone reception. That's still as bad as it was back in the day as well. So nothing's changed there. I thought, oh, that was bloody good, wasn't it? And someone put, well, I won't call it good. The performance was okay. And it's like, i oh, forget the performance for now. Let's just bask in the, a win, being back in 40,000 at Villa Park and we've won. That's what's good. Well, I analysed the performance at a later date.
1: Talking about the people around you, do you actually know the names of the people who sit I know you, you probably know the names of your dad and your granddad. Do you know the names of the people who sit around you
0: <laughs> no I don't it's always that guy behind us or that guy with the bald head or everyone's got their own nicknames for everyone around them like, someone's probably got a nickname for me which is uh, probably all sorts of names so for me go floating about out there and likewise yourself but yeah, I don't know I don't know any of the names it's one of those weird things that you never seem to ask. I- I've sat by some of these guys yeah, for of 10 I, don't years and I don't know the what the names are.
1: I don't know whether I should make a more, you know, in this new world, whether I should make a more conscious effort to get to get to know my neighbours, really. Yeah. Uh, around me, all I do is just kind of, you know, they know me because I shuffle off past them, you know, several times to go for a week um, <laughs> during, during the game. But um, in terms of what, what was your, I suppose it's obvious, you know, what, what was your moment? It was obviously the opening goal for, for me. Um, where do you sit, Dan? I should know this.
0: Uh, lower Trinity. I'm C6, I think. So, like, if I'm looking that? out at the pitch, I've got Dean Smith like, on my right hand side, bottom right of me. North stand to my left, Halton to the right, kind of bang on the halfway line, pretty much.
1: So, do you sit kind of just to the right of the press box then?
0: Uh, yeah. If you're looking out at the pitch, I'm right of the press box.
1: Yeah. So, I'm I'm up top tier of Trinity, right behind the where the press box is kind of so can,
0: uh, If if there if there isn't forty thousand there, obviously you could you could hear Smith and Co. shouting their instructions, but even in the odd the odd bit when the crowd dies down a bit, you hear the odd odd thing from the coach and stuff. Yeah. So Dean Smith absolutely battering Wesley to move about in his warm-up more, was the one that springs to mind straight away, shouting, get a bloody move on Wesley as he as he ran off uh, to go and warm up. And Austin McPhee was one of my kind of things noted from the day. I think Astra's like a, a moment's missed kind of piece after yeah. a match day. He's very animated on the touchline. Every throw-in set piece... Can you hear, can you hear Happy straight. Birthday being sang? I can, yeah. You're missing out on festivities here, aren't you? <laughs>
1: happy Birthday to...
0: Hey, well, you don't get this on any other podcast, here, Let's just say that.
1: Um, a big, um, a, a big shout out to my father in law, by the way, uh, <laughs> Peter Wilkinson, who is 70 today. Uh, many other yes, that's, that's what you can hear in the background. He's just at his navy post, so hopefully, they won't be giving him the bumps downstairs, otherwise, <laughs> you'll be hearing sirens and all kind of things. Uh, God, we're so professional here, aren't we? Can oh, yeah. you? Can you can you still hear all that nonsense in the background or can you? Nah, it's fine.
0: We can hear you. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Austin yeah. McPhee discuss. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just thought you you know, obviously we're talking about the um the lack of John Terry and Richard O'Kelly and that coaching setup seems fine. I think there still probably will be another addition from, from reports, but they're all involved, and, and like, I said, like I was saying, every throw-in or, or free-kick or corner, he's straight up there, he's demanding things. You notice straight away that the right-winger and the left-winger, I think it was, was, was always left up from a corner, so Buendia was right on the halfway line, um, Fulajim Dice then replaced him, was doing exactly the same. And it's, it's minor things, but that seems to make a difference, and Matty Cash's long throw-in comes out and, and sets up the goal effectively, so a yeah, big round of applause to the set-piece coach, and we'll all look at that and go, yeah, that seems to be working then.
1: You don't see enough long haired coaches like, do you remember? I bet you don't remember Hanson, do you, do you remember the boy band Hanson? No, mm, ba, 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 mm. do you know another song?
0: Yeah, another song.
1: Google it, uh, it looks like one of them. Um, that's you're right. I mean, I can't recall Bill of Every, I can't, have Bill have scored from a long throw before. No idea. Have we ever had, um, did Matty Cash have a long throw before? Before. This is the thing,
0: I've, I've, I've not seen, like I know we said before the uh, before the start of the season that like it's it'll be special to see, you know, we're talking about Ings and Buendia, it'll be special to see Cash in person and Martinez and, and these these new players from last year. But we watched on telly last year and I don't remember a long Matty, Matty Cash throw last year, but then Dean Smith said something today like, oh yeah, we will utilise Cash's long throw from time to time. It's like, has he just learnt this? Because like, it's a new thing, but it's worked and Mings gets the flick on. Mings assists Ings. Uh, what a goal as well. Great finish.
1: It was brilliant. It was, and where we sit, we were slap bang in line yeah. with it. It was so, so sweetly struck. Uh, I think I tweeted this earlier, big um, big shout out to that towel that Matty Cash would... I think he was drawing a ball with a wet towel. <laughs> um, which How you achieve that, I don't know, but, um, I mean, I, there's lots of football purists who don't like direct football, but uh I thought to go on, you know, to, to be Bruce in a way by, by taking the lead that way with a very direct route. One, it, mind you, to me, it can still be beautiful. It was a direct goal, but it was still, a, a, you know, a, a really aesthetically pleasing finish. So, um, yeah. Yeah, obviously, I just, I just loved it. I just loved it. Um,
0: Celebrating a goal in person as well. I've I've said to you before on this that I've not celebrated goals like I would in a stadium. Sat watching it. At home, especially in front of a laptop working most of the time, to celebrate a goal in person. That's what I'm saying. It's like the, the the occasion of being there today and, and obviously the win makes it all the more sweeter. I don't think I'd be half as buoyant if it was a, a, one, a one-all draw we, or we'd lost there, obviously. But combine the win with celebrating goals and seeing new players is just a lovely day out.
1: Yeah, good exercise as well. I know you, you know you were puffing and panting getting back from the train station in time. I forgot how many flights of stairs there were to the top of the Trinity. Yeah. God, I was I was gasping and wheezing by the time I got to the top of it. Uh one criticism, I did ask for a steak pie inside the stadium and I got a chicken mushroom pie. Oh, uh, I was stupid. I ate it. I should have I should have ate, ate four fifths of it and then took it back. Um but I ate it and just Yeah, like a
0: good boy Um, Yeah, well considering it was the first game back I bought a programme as well Not bought a programme for years But I thought I might as well buy a programme Just to I I felt like a tourist I was back at football I got my half and half scarf Got my programme I just thought (laughs) You
1: haven't got your half and half scarf have you? I haven't got half and half scarf
0: Well clarified No half and half scarf I thought Just because we're the first game back I don't think I'll buy them every week But yeah, got the programme Looks pretty nice and the goal scorer on the front so happy days i wanted to ask you about the team lineup and this is always like a retros- retrospective thing because there's always a meltdown at two o'clock every week don't often buy into that because you could look at the up the lineup and think christ don't fancy that and they win so i you know i don't read too much into that when i first saw it i was like oh decent yeah happy to eat that lovely stuff and then i noticed that leon bailey wasn't even on the bench i was thinking where's that come from um but ultimately, that job gets that uh, that side gets the job done. We look far more balanced with three in midfield. Ramsey is the the, the weakest of the, the midfield as the youngster. Anything, you oh he could be replaced, and he plays out of his skin effectively and, and looks really comfortable. El Ghazi and many probably wouldn't have started. Yeah, he's, it's only a penalty, but he's still got to score it and slots that away beautifully. And, you no know, Watkins, and then steps up with a, another goal, two and two for him, and we win the game, and everyone's happy. Ashley Young takes Matt Target space was Player of the Year last year, and he didn't put a foot wrong, and, and looks fitter than ever. So all round, two o'clock, you might be thinking, I'm not sure about that team. Come five o'clock, you're thinking, how does Matt Target get back in this side?
1: Yeah, I think I think I don't think it was vintage Villa. I think we no, could have we, we played a lot better. We, we had enough to beat what was what was in front of us. I thought the midfield three again. I'll face bigger challenges than that this yeah. season. But I thought the midfield three were really, really good. I thought Ramsey really grew into the game. I know he'd have had a couple of was he did he make his debut in the Albion playoff? I don't think it was one of the Albion games, I think. So he he, he would have played in a big crowd before, but perhaps not quite with the intensity and for for, for the whole the whole 90 minutes um as he did today. And I thought he really thrived on it. I thought sometimes Probably played within himself a little bit, you know, when he, he was the one who was kind of leading a counter or leading a break. He kind of checked back a couple of times. He wanted, you know, he wanted to make the most of it, but I thought he looked good in there. I thought, um, I thought Louise did a good job of, of, of providing cover for when Ashley Young went marauding forward and and, and Louise needed to come back and, and try and keep tabs on on some maximum. Um, and I thought McGinn and I, I I'm probably putting a very brave face, whatever, coating on this. But I think Grealish going, and we've done well. We, listen, we've got 15 minutes in without saying the G word. <laughs> Grealish going means that all those players in there who previously have been at... Their main job has been win the ball, give it to Jack Grealish. They've got to do a little bit more with it now. And they can yeah. they can... They can take more responsibility and they can express themselves a little bit more. And I thought McGinn. I thought McGinn was 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 very good in that sense yeah. as well, playing a little bit further forward um, for most of the game. Um, it's funny you mention mention El Ghazi because I was like one of the, the miserable kind of moaners, not not loud, you know, only to me, my son and his mate about oh, you know a Villa really kicking on. If El Ghazi's in the starting line? you know, are we are we really? really progressive and just when I was having a moan about it did you see it went so we played a big a big um diagonal I think and it looked like it was flying out of play yeah and he somehow did an acrobatic <laughs> maneuver to, to yeah, keep it in you know, to keep the ball alive did that I was like well done <laughs> do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh he obviously took the I mean I thought I thought Ings would be on pen
0: yeah me too
1: on penalty duties, just because strikers want as many opportunities as they can to score goals, but he doesn't let us down much, does he, El Ghazi, in terms of from the penalty spot? You know, he's got a pretty yeah. pretty good record, and thought he buried the penalty. Um, and I thought it was just going to be a little cancer to the to full time then. And then, you know, lo and behold, Martinez probably felt a bit bored, had a rush of blood <laughs> to the head. And, come steaming out and it was it's a stonewall penalty and you think you well what what are what are actually checking here well, from
0: for, for time quite low down, I was thinking it's hard. To, you, can't, you can't even see the lines on the pitch from, from yeah. on like row six or whatever it is. I'm giving away my seat position here. I'll be sworn next game. No <laughs> only joking. No one cares. But you can't see. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's on the edge and they, they don't quite know whether it's in the box yeah. or not because it's obviously a definite a definite penalty. I'm surprised it wasn't even sent off, to be honest. I'm not yeah. sending it back. But he's come flying out. Obvious penalty. So my first thinking is it might be right on the edge. So they're, they're checking whether it's inside or out. I've seen a screenshot of the offside with the, the lines. Obviously, when they're doing the VAR in the stadium, you know they're doing it because the ref's taking an age and then it finally comes up, VAR check, possible penalty, possible handball. But they don't show it while they're going through it. Once they've made the decision, they showed it on screen so you could see it from afar. Yeah. And I've seen a screenshot on Twitter and it, it looked very tight to me. Like, I think we've we've certainly got away with one there. And if it, this was the other way around, i will be looking at that going, we've been very, very unlucky not to be given that penalty there. But yeah, if mean, not, not favour, so I don't really care. <laughs> this is I, why this is a biased podcast.
1: I've not heard of any of uh, Steve Bruce's post-match, but I could just... Script oh, he's scripted for it, boring, him. isn't it? really? Yeah. You can imagine him clutching, clutching at it. He said
0: something like, I thought we weren't looking at narrow lines this season and he, he's offside by a toe and all this. So he's going to use that to his advantage. Let's face it, Newcastle weren't good enough to win that game. That's why they didn't win.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, Ma- Martinez, I don't think he, if he'd sent him off, that. have... Only really been able to send him off for violent contact because I don't think any yeah. sending him off for denying a goal scoring opportunity because the ball was was already out of play. Uh, does, do you know
0: whether? Time. Obviously, we were both there, so I'd, I'd I'd miss it if it did happen. What happens to his yellow card? Does it still get given, you know. or does it? Is it because it? Anything that happens after that foul for the penalty that isn't the precedent? Wasn't the precedent
1: with, with Pickford and. And Van Dyke last season. I can't I
0: remember. I remember. it makes sense that they rescind it, but part of me just feels like their classic is kind of some like yeah. you know, off the pitch instant as if he, you know as if something happens down the tunnel, it's after the game but you can still be booked. So I'd imagine that the can be, That stands.
1: can be for the um analytical follow-up podcast. With, yeah, with we'll get from Ashley Creeks on Monday. They can they can deal with all the you know all the, the actual though. actual
0: talk. Yeah. Um, the yeah. one thing I did want to ask about because he seen i have had a quick scan on social media while I was on the on the train. So this is why this podcast is a lot more kind of flimsy than the one we do on on, uh, on Monday because I've, I've not looked into you know what people have been saying and other opinions and replies and stuff. Bwendiya seems to have a divided opinion. I thought he was pretty good, and then I've scrolled to Twitter and people are saying he still looks unfit, and I'm not sure about him for, for the next game. He comes off to a stand innovation, and I thought, yeah, fair enough, did, did a job. Seemed I right thought to he
1: them. was. I thought he he was very very busy. I thought yeah. he did got through a lot of hard work. Listen, he, there's a lot of Villa fans on here who will know more about him and will have watched him more at Norwich than me. He played a lot deeper than I thought. I thought you know he, he I thought he'd be playing closer up to, to wings. So, I, I thought. Listen to me. It's he's a magician. It's it's the magic in, he, in his feet. I don't think he He it looks like he lacks pace. Now, whether whether that's always the case or whether like you say, people who are moaning saying he's lacking fitness, maybe that is the case. But I thought it was a pretty good, pretty decent debut. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm
0: honest. not saying I'm not saying that's Pete Buendia and that's the best he can be. I think he can be I think he'll be a little a special little player once he gets you know fully up to speed. He's played one game at, at number ten and one game at right right wing. So that's two different um two different roles for him in two games at a new club. I'm not I'm not saying that's you know Pete Buendia, but Certainly wasn't poor enough to make me think that he doesn't start start again next week if he's fit and re- ready to go. He looked far more comfortable out on the right side than he did at number ten. Like you said, he was busy, got to, got some second balls, won tackles. I think some of the Nor- Norwich guys were saying that he's not a defensive forward, but he, he'll win tackles and, and press higher and be and be um, dangerous in that aspect. So I thought he was he was fine, but then everyone's opinion is different and. That's what makes football football, I guess. That's why 42,000 back in Villa Park, some people boo, some people cheer, and we all see things differently.
1: Yeah, there was a... It's only one moment, but there a lovely little, uh, lovely little back hill, I think he did, to Matty Cash. Well, there's, he scared me in the first half because he tried to do a step over in his own box before mm. he cleared the ball. Um, yeah, but Listen, I, I think that my, my first kind of impression of how Villa played as a... Team today was it looks like a new team yeah. to me. I, I I think there were there were times when um, when Ashley Young and El Ghazi didn't quite didn't quite want on the same wavelength and, and and that kind of thing. But I was encouraged. I I would and hopefully I don't know what the prognosis is on on Watkins and whether Bailey's going to be be involved next week. Uh, I wouldn't have any qualms about starting with the same team again, to be honest. Um, like I said, probably I'm um, um, a harsh critic of El Ghazi. probably would want, want to see a little bit more from him. Um, but I thought, I thought I, I, it's been so long coming. And, you know, there's probably Villa fans who are, who are tougher on the team than us and who, who demand higher standards of them. I think to, to go back in there with two or three big players missing um, I say big players, we, we don't we don't know yet what, what Leon Bailey's going to be. Potentially um, big players. Yeah, potentially big players missing. And to yeah, there were a couple of scares in there, but nothing, you know, as soon as Danny Ings put us 1-0 up, I thought probably 1-0 would be enough to, to win the match, mm. to be honest. So to, to achieve a routine win uh, after the horrible, you know, flat performance of last week. I'm, I'm I'm pretty encouraged to be honest. I can't wait to get back in there. Actually, yes, I think no. I was joking with you. I, I'd probably probably been easier to stay there, given how long it took me to get off Tesco <laughs> car park. Um, but yeah, it was oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's my only thing. My only gripe is chicken and mushroom pie instead of steak pie, <laughs> and it took me absolutely ages to get to get off the, the car park. So I might have to go on the train
0: yeah i was thinking the train as well um just i will let you go in a sec cause i know you wanted to be done by half past and this is delving into longer than we thought jake said he was he, wendy was good but con- completely ran out of steam after 65 and i think we'll probably see a little bit of that for the next probably five or six games while villa is still jetting as a new side players are coming and going he's still yet to see bailey play from the start watkins hasn't featured this season who knows who knows whether when he whether he's back next week or not douglas Louise has Played non stop football for however long and he's back in and he looked he looked right to say nothing nothing major, nothing special from him really, but helps us play midfield three, so that, that keeps Villa ticking. Um Matt Target has got a fight for his place now, which we wanted competition in the side, so that, that's all good. It's a clean sheet for Martinez. And yeah, you know, people are saying, Oh, it's only Newcastle, but it was only Watford last week. Do you know what I mean? Like you, just yeah. every game is a single ninety-minute period where if you win, you win, you move on, and that's it. I'm not going to read too much into it. Next week, it'll be it'll be only Brentford if we beat them, won't it? And if we lose, it'll be a meltdown. But it's only Brentford. It's one game. You do your best. You hopefully win, and you move on. I think it will be a bit of time before we see that the proper Villa. But I think there's some encouraging signs, and it's a, a seven-day wait till we're back at Villa Park instead of five hundred odd. So that's the biggest win for me
1: yeah he was good to see I don't know you pronounce it is it badice uh it's um, sure Jim
0: Bidice, I think
1: good to, I mean I don't think he had much much involvement but it was good to see see him get on the pitch and I suppose it's things like that if, if we are carrying injury with Leon Bailey and Troyore and Watkins at least it gives gives Dean Smith a chance to 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 look at look at some more of the kids yeah. um it's been <laughs> I was just thinking it I don't know whether I should say this considering I started to, I went drinking last night with my mates and I started today by falling off the toilet <laughs> um and scraping my back off the toilet wall. Um considering, considering how ropey the day started, I'm pretty delighted with a 2-0 win and to still be um and to, to get home and still be standing because I mates like, mate, I was right, I'm 43 years old and now I look a lot younger. I'm 43 years old, and I was in a right old state. Um, so I'm in the doghouse at the moment with with Mrs. Kendrick. So Ooh. the fact that um, the fact that Villa have won, at least some, you know, at least I've got something going for me.
0: One last thing: Did you stay till the very end when all the players were clapping the crowd and everything, or did you leave when yeah, they yeah. went stay to the end? Did you see the, state, the, little, the, the
1: little kid, little little kid. on <laughs> yeah.
0: Where did he, where, where was he from? I don't know. It was just a kid out of the crowd. My first thought when you first see it was like, oh, it's one of the the players' kids. And I was thinking, what am I talking about? It's the first home game of the season. Like, there's no way that one of the players' kids is down there. Like, part of it is like, how does that happen? How is that allowed? But he's just strolling around, clapping the fans and everything. All the players are looking at him, like you know, giving him high fives or whatever. And then some uh steward runs on to like grab him and pull him off, not like heavy handed or anything. He's only like seven or eight years old or something. Tyrings has gone over to him and said, like, oh, it's all right, and like walks him back to the, the crown. He jumped back into the trinity. I think what a lovely moment! I can know, like, you're not supposed to do that's, stuff like that. If it's was a grown adult, I'd be like, that's...
1: Oh, what an idiot! But it's a little kid, whatever, it made me laugh. No, exactly. You know that's what you want your captain to do—to be able to rescue lost <laughs> children and return them to their, uh, their parents. So, uh,
0: yeah,
1: no, it uh, was—it um, was brilliant. It's good that the, the, the next home game is only next week as well. I've Got a taste for it.
0: Yes, I am. I can't wait to go back. And uh, I, I think, well, I'm not going to um, count my chickens just yet. But I think it'll be—I think we'll win next week as well. I think the, the crowd plays a massive part, and Brentford will be probably maybe trickier than Newcastle were today. But they drew nil nil with Crystal Palace today, like. Is that is that too much to be concerned about? The, the big big Villa Park home crowd, momentum is with us, we've won. Go there, beat Brentford into the international break and everything looks quite rosy, doesn't it? Six points from nine. So, yeah, let's get us back there. Um, yeah, happy days. Do you want to go off What's, to your party um, now?
1: Thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to go down and uh, eat some of the food. I, I don't think there's a stripper. Uh oh, <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Imagine. Um, <laughs> do I was just going to ask, and this is probably something for off air, but what's the plan with with Barrow? What we're we doing? We're we going to do a, a Wednesday morning follow up on that. Or? Uh,
0: probably, yes. Yeah. On telly, isn't it? Strangely, I mean, it's good to be able to watch Villa, but why Villa Barrow has been selected for TV? I don't know.
1: Unless they're expecting an upset.
0: Yeah, well, we'll watch it Tuesday night. Ash will probably be. Ash is there, isn't he? So we'll get Ash to, to post Ash a video or something. Things. I'm
1: not sure where he's going but we have okay. this there. is an
0: off-air conversation no one cares about this um, <laughs> thank you very much for tuning into the current Podcast live on Saturday evening thank you Matt for your time and taking half an hour out of your day to uh, you know you're at a party personal time go off and enjoy yourself thanks to the fans for, for watching we do appreciate it uh, as we said Ashley Priest and James Rushton will be back on Monday probably probably lunchtime by the time that comes out and now look at the game in, in actual detail without all the silly nonsense of this episode um, thanks everyone for watching thank you Matt for your time